0: I'm actually going to take this quick moment to mention uh let's try not to curse by the way um as much as possible <laughs> at Absolutely. bray and divine uh, uh we'll we'll do our best we'll do our best. <laughs> <PG>. <laughs> yeah we gotta be pg-13 you know we can curse mm-hmm. once in a while it's just not too often clap and that's gonna be our intro just because that's how they get the wave audio form or whatever all right oh okay all right one two three welcome to the show everyone so hello everyone my name is uh spirited book aka alex um and welcome to our first episode of uh the above ground level podcast uh where we will be talking about everything agl related and smite related uh, here, Especially this week, uh, as AGL branches out to other competitive games, we'll think about branching out to that. But right now, we're just focused on Smite. And seeing as we're just around the corner from Worlds, we feel like it's a great way to really start uh, where we are for our podcast specifically. Uh, I'm joined here by two lovely co-hosts, the wonderful Bray gg
1: That's me. <laughs> uh,
0: and The Divine Ape. That's The Divine Ape for everyone. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, how's it going, guys? So, yeah, what we'll be doing on this podcast, uh, especially once the Albion Giants League uh, really starts back up again, because uh, right now we're in our offseason, uh, we'll be going over uh, our weekly predictions for matchups, talking about all the matchups through all the different divisions, um, different picks, different games we've seen throughout the week, uh, standout players having player interviews, all that good stuff. Let's start at the very basics. Uh, so, I yeah, as I mentioned, I'm spirited Book. Uh, My experience with Smite has been I've been playing since season two, you know, started on Xbox on the Xbox one back in the day. Uh, Season three, I got a PC, moved to there and then have been playing comp Smite since season four, recently retired from the eight from like competitive and amateur this last AGL season to start a podcast like this. Um, And if you guys want to jump in and give your kind of experience with Smite and competitive history.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Um, like I said, my name's The Divine Ape. Uh, I started playing Smite in the... I played on PC, Season 1, but I, I didn't have a real PC. I had, like, an HP, so I couldn't run the game. And uh, I like I, I remember being Wukong and, like, dying to a Siege juggernaut and someone, like, calling me some not-good names. And then uh, they gave me a code when it came to Xbox, like so, I was in the Xbox pre-alpha. So I've been playing since Ooh. then. That's that's when I would say, like, I actually started playing Smite. Right. On. And then uh, I didn't play Comp till like middle of season six when when one of my friends was like, "Hey, we kind of need a solo laner," and I just played for fun. So yeah, that's when I started playing Comp Smite. I I liked it a lot, and I played in uh AGL, and I moved up from like silver to like diamond in like two seasons or whatever. Nice. Yeah, I've been watching SPL and playing Smite since like season three or four.
0: Oh yeah, I guess I didn't give that part. Yeah, I've been watching SPL since season three as well. Uh, season three was my yeah. first Worlds.
2: Back when Cyclone Spin was a solo later, and, and he, I remember him playing Bologna, and him just like going off, and I was like, "That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do." Uh, Bray, what about you?
1: Yeah, my name is the Bray GG. Um, <laughs> my first smite experience was season two on the xbox uh switched over to pc on season three uh found mr spirited book of oh god and uh that was my first competitive team uh joined agl probably around season five season six um played there for about two to three years uh joined the casting scene and now, kind of just flip flopping back and forth, enjoying the casting, enjoying the playing, and loving the Smite experience.
0: I'll love to see it. Yeah, it's so funny that like both you guys have teamed with me in the past, and Bray was on my first competitive team, and I think Ape was on one of my early uh, AGL teams. Yeah, which is funny to say. <laughs> you, you were on my first. Competitive oh team. my god! Well, didn't you only play on one team technically? I guess uh, I guess no.
2: two. Actually, no, you weren't on my first competitive team. My first competitive team was Monkey Permit, Brandon, and then you
0: replaced Brandon, I think, is how that went. I think so, yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. we've had a couple of iterations of that roster. Yeah. I know Bray and I used to team with someone who has a kid now. Oh, there's me cursing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Physics has a kid now, uh, and then we played with a gold support who thought he was all that. And then still in silver. silver, And then that was that was serendipitous, I must say. (laughs) That was hilarious. Um, but I mean, world so obviously Smite World is coming up this next weekend. Um, and we're here to talk a little bit about the group stages and our predictions for Smite. So let's start a little bit off of uh with group stages. Uh who kind of watched some games? What were your guys' thoughts? Like, do we have any like standout performers this past weekend?
1: In all honesty. I'm just going to jump out here and say it. Hex Mambo is not an SCC team. I don't care what anybody here will tell me. This is not an SCC team. This is a SBL team, maybe even a top 3 SBL team. I don't care. This team looks way too good right now.
0: Let's uh let's kind of start with Hex Mambo then because there is talk about some some controversy so to speak about, you know, the league format in the SPL and like how like online is better. People should go back to online so that EU can play again. Uh, and then teams like Hex Mambo can kind of play and the Highland Ravens uh, who we'll get to in a bit. Uh, Hex Mambo making it to worlds in pretty convincing fashion. Uh, that's the, the roster of Deathwalker, uh, you know, most notably. So uh, Trix tank in the, in the sport, Johnny, I believe in the jungle. Correct. Uh zeros in mid and is it Coast? Is there ADC? Coast E-chrome. is E Chrome. Coast yeah. is yeah. is on Highland Ravens. That's correct. Yeah. Uh so this roster, pretty good. Some pretty big names. Uh, but they have elected to not make the move, or at least as far as I'm aware, some players have elected to not make the move. Uh it seems to sound like Deathwalker is okay with it and some other players are okay with it, but Tricks Tank is not. As far as I'm aware, and I think Johnny isn't allowed to as well. Uh, so this roster can't be this. This roster can't partake in the SPL play-ins that we see at the start of the year. So that's why they've elected not to play. in. but what are, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Because you know, land format now, it's all in Atlanta. What, what are our um, thoughts?
2: I'm, I'm trying to find the tweet. I I, I think it was. I want to say it was it was Cooper. Um, I think he's like the former. Leader of like the higher division or whatever. Um, yeah, he, of, like, he, treated, uh... he was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, let's do online one more season so you guys can remember how shit it was. And I think <laughs> that, I think that tweet kind of like sums it all up for me. It's like it sucks that like some of these guys aren't able to move to Atlanta and play offline. But I think losing like one or two like competitive teams is is oh like like is an okay cost for everything like like being just so much better like like playing on land like the the competition has been better than it's ever been um and even them like being there and like getting this opportunity to to play the the pro teams right now it's like what are we actually missing out on by this being on land and not online Um, yeah i think i think a lot of the the complaints are like
0: I, i would say like unfounded and just like people being weird uh bray do you
1: have any thoughts um, with the land situation, yeah, not like... necessarily, just because, honestly, there's a reason that they're here right now. Uh, the way that the SEC is sort of open, it allows for the European players who either can't or don't want to make the move to still be able to make it to Worlds. Or it might be just a little bit more of an unfair path to have to go through. Here they are. Uh, they came through the adversity. And I have no complaints about it,
0: okay, yeah, I think a lot of them, as ape mentioned, a lot of the statements are a tad unfounded. I think a lot of the time they're just it's the EU players that won't move that are complaining often from my experience, as well as some North American like ranked players I've noticed are just kind of like make it on make it make it online again so the top competition is playing, but then we don't have our our sort of Divide, like combined teams you know you have only warriors four EU players and an na player um uh Kings who is like you know four EU players and uh, a Latin America player it's so, like I I understand where people are like oh blah 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 but like also yeah. like it I like this general clash of the the multiple regions uh competing right now so i i understand where people are coming from but i feel like we just lose out on so many like strong rosters if we get rid of uh our land sort of situation so hex mamba went through the scarabs and then the warriors and then they qualified for swc they didn't have to deal with any you know scc teams really to get to where they are they kind of just blew through the competition so what are our general thoughts you know with how they've played, with how the meta is for them right now. Do we think this team has a shot? I guess we'll get to just just a quick touch on that because we will get to our predictions a little bit later.
1: Um, Honestly, so Hex Mambo got a very, very good placement when it comes to the picks uh, that were done yesterday. Uh, They were selected last by the Bolts to be played. (laughs) Obviously, the number four seed still a good team i think bolts are in form but hex mambo is on fire i think that they're very in form i definitely see them making it to the semifinals. anything past that is going to be rough 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 but going back to the games that they played i mean these are convincing wins over a scarabs team who unfortunately not able to make it two worlds and a Warriors team who is full of a ton of great players. You're talking about Nika, Neil Ma, Cubo Fred, Vote, all looking very, very good. But, I mean, just not enough to control this Hex Mambo team. I think they have a lot of potential going in. And I think that they can make the biggest upsets going into the, to the world's tournament.
0: I like, I like to hear it. I like to hear it. Ape, you're, I know you're a big, uh, a big DW fan. Are you happy to see, you, you happy to see your boy back on the world stage once again. I am and the, in the clean suit too, uh, that he only has one. of. <laughs> okay. 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 We have to, we have to talk about that. Does the suit, is the suit meta just, just better? You know what I mean? Like you, you show up in a suit t- and tie and all that is the suit meta just, just is that the difference maker for Hex Mambo going into Worlds? Let's be honest.
2: Um, I don't know. I think it's, I saw like some like random tweets where people were like, "Everyone should do it." I think if everyone did it, it wouldn't be special. So I think it's cool that like Deathwalker. I just think he does it because he's like a a memer, to be honest. And he like, but then like his like confidence showing that he got so high, and he was just playing well. So I mean, if it works for him, it it's totally fine. Um, okay. But. But Mamo in general, I think is a, uh, obviously they're playing really well, but I don't, I, I think we've only seen them play bottom end SPL teams. Like remember when they played the dragons and they like, I think they took one game off of them, but like the other two games, like weren't particularly close. Like I, yeah. I think they are probably above the bottom. No, definitely above the bottom, like the bottom two SPL teams. Uh, Cause they didn't even make it to worlds. Right. Right. Um, and they're they're playing really well, so I think they do have like a chance at Worlds to beat the Bolts for sure. Um, but I think I think that'll be a little closer. Okay.
0: Um. I guess we can move on. One of the teams that didn't end up making it was the Solar Scarabs, a team that has just kind of struggled throughout this entire season for a multitude of of different reasons. Um. The only remaining player. From the start of the season is of course scaredy in the solo lane. Uh I mean it's just a completely different roster. Half of the team ended up going to the Titans. Uh and then new players came in, and then those players ended up going to better teams. Uh I'm thinking Yarcor to the Kings, who went originally to the Scarabs to play support and then switched to ADC and then moved to the Kings to play ADC. So it is definitely a Ross, a team that has kind of gone all over the place. Um, they don't end up making it. They end up losing to the Oni Warriors 3-1 in what I would argue was a somewhat close fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are our general thoughts of saying goodbye to the Scarabs and what has been a, a tough season for them?
2: I, I hope... This is going to sound mean. I hope these players break up. But I, I do hope that... like. Some, like, I I think, like, there's a place in the league for, like, Sam, Hurry, um... Who else is on the team?
0: <laughs> so it's Sam, uh, Hurrywind, uh, I, Snoopy, I Netroid, and Scary D. Yeah, Sam,
2: Hurry, and Netroid should try to find a team next year. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, obviously, like, I don't know, when I talk, obviously all these players are better than me, uh, but... I don't. I don't think Snoopy has shown that he's like good as any other mid laner. I just think he was the best choice to get good at mid quickly, and I think Scary D um, hasn't shown that he's been good at Smite since like he won world Worlds. That Dang, thing. Um, that's a take. Okay, well, listen. He switched to jungle, right? And he was the worst jungler in the league. And then he switched back to solo, and uh, he just hasn't performed since then um not to say that he is bad but he just hasn't played well as well as we've seen him before so i don't know i mean he should try out for teams obviously like do what his heart desires but i I just don't see him in the league next year um and i mean and it makes sense why like they they
1: couldn't win
0: bray do you have any any last any any goodbye thoughts for the scarabs roster
1: Honestly, uh, anything that I've learned from the Scarabs team is that I don't necessarily mind Hurrywind in the support role. Um, I think that he played fairly well in the role. Um, Surprising to me, at least. Uh, And I think Sam is still a guy. Um, But other than that, uh, I think everything that Ape said pretty much perfectly describes his team. And uh, all luck to him next year.
0: So I will touch on this a little bit. I do agree. I would like to see Hurrywind in SPL in the support role next season. I think that guy has probably earned it, not only from like an in-game perspective, but also like an out-of-game perspective. Like whenever you like watch the games back, and this is the best part about watching the games on la- uh, on LAN, uh, is you get to watch the pop-offs. And after every game that they win, which is which is few and far between, sure, but they did pick up some <laughs> wins here this weekend hurrywind's up he's shouting he's like giving everyone like hugs and like fist bumps he's like trying to keep the team morale up and when you're losing so much that can be difficult so to kind of see that that leadership role out of hurrywind i think is is very impressive uh on a team that he came in really late to the season even when like they were doing their their team check-in uh the scarabs uh with like the new roster and like when they had yarkor in ADC. Like, Yarkor was just, like, he was so depressed. He was so sad. You can kind of see it on his face. He didn't want to be there. Uh Hurrywind, the entire time, was, like, smiling. He's like, no, don't worry, guys, we got this. Like, so I I really like that look out of Hurrywind. Uh, I'd like to see him get a better team, I'd say. But I, I also want to see, like, some semblance of this roster remaining. I think if Hurrywind, Sam, and maybe, like, Netroid can stick together and they find a better... I don't want to say a better, like, Mid laner, because like I feel like Snoopy did kinda make a couple impactful plays this weekend, but maybe just have Snoopy refine that role a little more. Uh, I do think this roster has potential. I'm still on the fence about Scary D. I do feel bad for him. I think he was just kind of burnt out by the end of the season, uh, and not much he can really do uh at that point. I mean, he wasn't really losing his team games, though I will say, I don't know if you saw Ape. Remember we were discussing the Oni Warriors game two uh four physicals and i watched scary d build Heartword amulet that game yeah on you're
2: getting, uh, getting a lot of heat for that one
0: yeah i don't know man that w- that one was kind of the the auto build moment you're like uh oh, this is not it man
2: now, but, i will say i think heartward it has an upgrade that like helps with physical defense maybe
0: uh it converts physical I- into magical Oh, so yeah, no, that shit sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean the silence upgrade is cool. You know, have you ever used that like to silence people? It's actually pretty fun.
0: Have you never uh, upgraded
2: so, it? No, I've upgraded it. I I always upgrade the silence. Is it's that, like it's like it's like every five times you get hit by something, you like your next auto silences somebody for like a second.
0: Yeah, but Scary D never upgraded it.
2: Yeah, but maybe he was planning on doing it. Maybe that was his
0: maybe that was his master
2: plan was I to know. upgrade this heart word so that he could silence Paul. I guess i'm uh, kidding it, no there, it, there's it, no reason he should have built this <laughs> I, I don't know what he was thinking he was um, cooking
0: something he sure was cooking something uh one of the teams that also didn't make it this uh this uh to swc and kind of got trounced in uh in group stages uh the valhalla valkyries losing out to two scc teams to not make it from the to the Smite World Championships uh, this past week. So what, what do we think of the Valhalla Valkyries? I mean, a, a team that has also struggled throughout this season, but was dominant in their play-ins to get to the SPL, but never really found their footing, I would say. Uh, you know, you got Kierme, Gamma, Aquarius, uh, Wowie, and Benicu, the legendary Benicu. And uh, they end up getting kind of swept. They don't win a single game throughout group stages, uh, and they end up losing to the Eldritch Hounds and the Highland Ravens uh, to get knocked out. What are our our thoughts on the Valkyries?
1: This, to me, is still, like, a super young team uh, considering they were just formed, what, like, February, March of 2022. Um, They're really just gotten together first whole year Um, so I don't think that there's been enough time really for them to make it as a world's team, uh, obviously really, really disappointing performance and not expected, but I don't think that there should be a rush with this team. There's still a good amount of time. Um, and with the way that potential works. I see a lot of potential with this team, especially throughout the middle lane. Aquarius being a guy. I I see I see potential with the squad.
0: Okay. Okay. So maybe going into next season. I mean, play-in's probably gonna happen again this year. If we're going by how things went down last season, it'll probably be the Valhalla Valkyrie's and the scarabs that get put up for elimination um in the play-in tournament. Uh but I mean Will these rosters stay together going into planes? I would say probably not. I think there will be roster changes uh, at least for the Scarabs for sure. For the Valks, I'm 50-50 to say whether they will make roster changes because last season they elected yeah. not to and like all throughout this season they've elected not to despite all the the sort of roster apocalypse changes that happened throughout this, this mid-season I guess you could say. Um so many roster yeah, they're, changes
2: they're, they're a team that's been growing like together but we haven't they haven't grown as fast as like other spl teams so i don't it, it's it's actually i would say 50 50 is a good marker because it's hard to tell if they should make a roster change or like go at it for another year um, yeah and if let, let's just say like there will be plans. Um, I think, like, they, they dominated the last play-ins. Like, they, they only lost to the Warriors, and they, I remember, I'm pretty sure they took a game off them as well. So they're, they're playing really well to get into, like, they're high and clear above the NA SEC teams, and they even, I'm pretty sure they beat Adapting's team there,
0: too. Adapting um, wasn't playing in play-ins at the time, though. I will oh, say Oh, right, it
2: was, it was Oath playing yeah. for, yeah, 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 okay. Never mind then. But I, I think, like, it sucks to them, because if Mambo and um like the Ravens to play in. I don't I don't think they stand a chance Ooh. of getting back an SPL. But but we don't think that those teams are trying to play in. So it is kind of a weird scenario.
0: Yeah, it, it play really are gonna be determined by who wants to show up to the SPL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah who wants to be an SPO. Yeah. Who wants to be an SPL next year and make the move to Atlanta? Though I guess we still haven't heard all the the formatting for next year so i mean who knows they could go to online yep. i think that would be a mistake but i don't know we'll see no they definitely won't go back to online um copium but and, but um
2: <laughs> i think uh it was said that adapting i think he dropped out of uni out of like university so i think he it just seems like he would be down to play interesting in the SPL. Um, that's just speculation from like a, a Twitch stream I was watching, but,
0: um, that is something to note that he, he would probably be down to play. Are, are we good with the Valks? I think there isn't really much to talk about, just kind of a general disappointing performance out of them. Uh, maybe we'll see them next year. Maybe we won't with some new faces. Who knows? And,
2: and that's oh, the... K- oh, Kier-me has gotten an, an, an insanely better than he was in the beginning of the year. that is really good. Kiermi, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of them have gotten better. I think well, okay, so here's Maybe what I think not Benny. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I would argue Benny has refined his play a little more. In in that he's more consistent. Yeah, um, that's true. I think this past week week has not been a a valid and like sort of general, you know, like accurate to how he's kind of played throughout the rest of the season. I think he's hard carried games at times. Uh, He was hard carrying at play ins with that raw performance uh, at the start of the year. I I just think he's refined his play a little more. And that kind of happens when you move up to SPL is that you kind of lose a lot of your personal flavor and your style of play. And that sometimes it's not you kind of lose a lot of your performance. You know, that that happened to Paul, too, is that, you know, when Paul first joined the league, when he was playing in SEC, he was hard carrying games. When he joined SPL, he was kind of hard carrying games. Now Paul has kind of refined his play a little more and it's still kind of hard carrying, but isn't doing it in the way where he's just playing like he's better than the person across from him anymore. Yeah, I am not. Agreeing. So the Valks lose. They get knocked out. And they get knocked out by a team known as the Highland Ravens. That is, we mentioned it before, Adapting is on that roster. Uh, Angry, Kha'Zix, Vaporish Coast. And I cannot pronounce this Solaner's name. It's like Sina... It's like C- uh, C-X-N-N-A-H-H. I assume it's Sina. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's Kana. Kana, Kana. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. So, so the Highland so, yeah, Ravens. That's how Hazer was saying it. So. Okay, that's probably but accurate then. Problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they beat out the uh Eldritch Hounds in a best of five, another SEC team. Uh, and that was like the Dude Man Bro roster. Uh, mm-hmm. and that that roster we're not really going to talk about much. That roster I think just kind of wasn't very good when it came to making it to worlds and like high like again like yeah. rosters like the highland ravens and hex mambo i think are just better than the scc yeah, na teams so the highland ravens they make Dude it man bro
2: did pop off that's all i have to
0: say he that. did he did do man bro does pop off especially when he he beat he, the Valets. he's a land monster that's a, <laughs> okay but yeah no raven uh yeah, Ravens. What are our thoughts on the Ravens? I mean, they they they're going to worlds. They beat the the Eldr- uh, yeah, the Hounds in in 0 fashion. Uh, what are what are our thoughts on the Ravens?
2: Something to note: Um, angry can't get to the U.S. Uh, he lives in Romania. And I just don't think they do like visas very quickly, and he'd have to get one within like a week. I, I yeah. So he won't be there. He'll be. I assume he'll still be playing for the Ravens, or, or they would have like said something about like a sub maybe they get like snoopy in there no i'm kidding Uh (laughs) be like uh no no so i think angry will be playing on ping uh on the world stage which is something
0: to note is zeros on i think yeah yeah zeros is there okay um so angry won't be there they do have a they are down a man so um,
2: but yeah, no, that, that whole team is, is cracked. Um, Adapting's playing really well. Angry's playing really well, despite being unpaying. Um, Kana had a really good performance. Co- Coast has, had a really good performance. Yeah. So they have a lot of momentum going into Worlds. And I think they're up against the Kings first. Uh, Wait. That is correct. Now that I'm saying that out loud, that's really unfortunate for them, because <laughs> uh, the Kings are... Playing way better than I think the level that anyone is is at right now, and uh, but the kings do have a habit of throwing at uh, at uh, events, so oh I do think they obviously have a chance but unless if the kings play well, I don't think there's a chance for the ravens, but the the Ravens have been playing extremely well
0: I think one of the biggest talking points is that like Thor is a meta pick right now and going into worlds, and when you have a player like adapting on your team, kind of coffins for everyone else, so we'll kind of see if that can translate. Um, Yeah, that's true. Bray, what are your thoughts on the Highland Ravens?
1: Honestly, uh, my two things would be, I think Vaporish Coast, obviously everybody on Twitter memeing uh, this is the Highland Adaptings. No, this is not just a one-man team. Adapting is playing really well right now. We know Worlds Adapting is going to play really well. But this man in the ADC role is playing on fire love seeing what coast is doing in that role uh number two love seeing the adapting versus captain twig oh my against god each other in the jungle on the world stage i mean the the script writers are definitely doing <laughs> something with this one i'm very excited
0: okay um we'll touch more on the kings and the ravens matchup in a bit when we get to that uh moving on the Tartarus Titans end up qualifying for the SWC in decently convincing fashion. They kind of beat two SCC teams to make it to uh, to Worlds, uh, which is what you have to do, but I, I would say they had a-, a decently easy bracket, all things considered. I don't know if you guys agree, disagree. Yeah, but- I agree. But they kind of just made it. But the game's didn't always look very clean i mean they ended up losing one to the hounds and and that game wasn't very close and the hounds was a team that i was kind of like you know this team is just not there yet they don't have all the the spl level they don't have the ability to make it to swc in my opinion uh the hounds at least uh but the titans they kind of looked a little shaky in their group matches i thought at least And, and this is a roster that has also made some roster changes. Uh, you know, Lair's no longer in the jungle. Uh, now it's Sino. Uh, Cyclone's been out of the ADC role. Now it's Stewart. Uh, what are our thoughts on the Tartarus Titans going into Worlds? Who
2: doesn't look as good on the, the Titans as he did the Scarabs? If that makes sense. Okay. So I think uh, which is a, a good talking point because I think like it, when when he was on the Scarabs, I think a lot of the talk was man Stu needs a team and now that he's got a good one it's not like performing super well he's had kind of quiet games okay. um Paul will always perform at worlds he's he's shown that um so I so I think this team obviously they they always have a chance if they all show up but we know that Paul will which is good to have that like consistent um you know like player that will always do that yeah um, but, I, but I think this this team it sort of depends on like who show like if we see world Sino? Um, I guess you've never seen like a world Stewart, but if we see like world like Stewart shows up, um, we saw world Stewart last year on the
0: scarabs, he he played pretty well, actually.
2: Oh, yeah, they, they placed fourth, yeah. No, he did play well. Um, um, and then uh, Aurora has been kind of quiet recently, too. Um, I think if these guys show up, that they have a chance of winning the whole thing, and if they don't, it will get first rounded. Um, yeah it's, it's, it's weird because there's not like a real in between um they're up against leviathans which is a world rematch of last year <laughs> uh, we know how that went it wasn't close um but yeah we'll, but we'll see they, they just have to
0: show up um <clears throat> there are two things i want to talk about before we get to you bray uh in that cyclin spin was definitely a major shot caller we've heard it before he's a very That's vocal true. player and this team i've yeah. always found has been very quiet uh, and doesn't communicate well. Maybe Sino just brings that now to this team, and it's a little better. But mm-hmm. you you are noticing a little bit of weird calls here and there uh in their play. Um, but Benji one thing is also
2: a big communicator.
0: Um, yeah, now it's like I've been told it's yeah. Sot. And then also I just want to touch on God pools for everyone. um Sot is playing weird picks in Soul Lane. We saw the Uller come out again. This this group stage and it did it did not look good for me uh in my opinion yeah i,
2: I just i think he it was just underestimating um yeah like that like if you look at that draft they picked like i think it was still older like they was like hard pressure everywhere i think they were just like let's beat this SCC team in 15 minutes and then they didn't but they they, <laughs> they would but it's fine um i don't think we'll we'll see
0: like a draft like that at world i'm not gonna lie um, but also, like, other weird picks. Chalk Jungle. Um, for Sino. A pick that he has always gone to when Naja and Nemesis are always banned. Uh, his design is to just set up Paul. Honestly, I want to see Sino on God's uh, kind of just run the jungle. Chalk doesn't really do that for me. And then, Paul's God Pool. I hate to say it, the only thing that has impressed me out of Paul has been his set performance. And silla is arguably meta right now so we could see that come out again i wouldn't actually be surprised if come worlds is if it's like games on the line if paul picks silla if it looks good but right now i'm kind of just like questioning what is paul's go-to pick I, I, if it's not set then what is it and if you ban paul out like what does he go for i'm not Saying Paul doesn't have a God pool, but I am kind of like, hey, where does where does Paul look to in terms of his God pool right now? If not the set that can just hard carry and run games, where is he looking for? I don't know if you guys have opinions on that or not.
1: I mean, you do have to remember this is Paul. Paul is one of the scariest men to have on a late game mage. Um, he's played the Kronos a couple times. He's played the Vulcan. Chrono is super strong right now, able to carry a team through the late game while carrying quotations, able to do a lot of damage in the late game. (laughs) Um, And Paul is pretty good at pumping out those damage numbers, no matter the character that he's playing. Uh, I think that there are still going to be some options open for him, uh, no matter what. And obviously, there's still that hell pick that he can fall back on. Uh, he'll go like zero and three, but he will still be top damage and top healing.
0: Um,
2: yeah, I think another mention is is the Morgan. Paul is one of the better Morgan players, uh, so I, th- I think he'll be fine. I, I, I think we're we're worrying about Paul a little too
0: much. I think, <laughs> I, think be, I think he'll be just fine. All right, all right, Bray. Did you have any thoughts about the Titans in general going into into Worlds and how they kind of performed in in group stages?
1: Uh, I think that they performed just fine in the group stages. Uh, Just a farce game taken off of them from the Hounds. Um, But yeah, this is world stage. Completely agree with Ape. Once we see what Sino's looking like at this world, once we see what Paul's looking like at this world, once we see what Aurora's looking like at this world, uh, this could be a very, very dangerous team. Okay. Love
0: to hear it. Uh, Moving on. The, our last team that really qualified to SWC, uh, the Oni Warriors, a team that has stuck together. The only team that hasn't made a roster change since franchising. Uh, the Oni Warriors have elected to stick together. Had to make it through play-ins last season because they didn't qualify for Worlds, but now they are back on the world stage. Uh, you know, you got VOTE, Hugo Fred, Neil Ma, my boy, uh, Trix Tanks, or not Trix Tanks, why did I say that? <laughs> uh nika and dardes in the mid lane uh i don't know where tricks tanks came from that was just out of left field uh but the Oni warriors qualified they beat out the jabalba storm another team we're not really going to talk about any sec teams kind of just suck i guess uh they end up losing to hex mambo and have to play in the lower bracket against solar scarabs to make it to swc but they make it in the end uh guys what are our thoughts on the oni warriors in their performance in the group stages
1: yeah i mean definitely not the group stage that they were looking forward to obviously that bracket uh hex mambo not necessarily the team that you want to see in bracket um but nonetheless uh this team is another team where it's sort of like will you be performing on the world stage you have guys with experience on the world stage like Neil Ma former world MVP uh you have Nika and Vo honestly in my opinion was playing very very well throughout the group stages so kind of with every team but going to be really interested to see the experienced players once they get up on that stage
0: all right uh, Ape, do you have any, any thoughts? Warriors won every game that Nika didn't get carried by the jungle. <laughs> I don't
2: know if you guys I don't know if you guys noticed that. Um, the or the way Mambo plays, they get Deathwalker ahead and then Deathwalker carries until Zero Sis Chronos pumps online. Which is kind of in their their game plan. And uh, I, I think that the thing with the um that I noticed is that anytime Nika was allowed to play, um, they won. Which, which is uh, something that I'm sure like the other teams, like scouting the Warriors have probably picked up on. So I think that's something that like I don't know if it's something they could work on. It's so close to Worlds, but like they they need Nika needs to be like relevant in the game for them to win. And a team like I, I think the first-rounding Dragons like is going to completely exploit that. So I think it's it's pretty hard to talk about how well they'll do in the tournament. But when they have like a clearly exploitable um game plan into them <clears throat> but but i think if they can overcome that they then they'll do really well those are all really good players and Kibo's is popping off right now
0: uh, see i would argue that there are games where i think Kivo has just i don't want to say costed his team the game but you know a lot of the meta right now is pace setting junglers junglers that can just get off to a start early make an impact on the map early uh, you know pele is a big one you know, we saw Sam pick Pele against Cubo and Cubo was 0 and 3, but like on the oh, on yeah. the third purple buff uh, rotation. And I'm just like, oh, no, yeah, he did dude, shit it up that game. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Pele gets banned in game yeah. number four and then the Oni Warriors take the win. Uh, so it's fine. But, you know, games like that are a little worrisome. But then I see Cuba Fred, you know, arguably win game number four with such a great Najah performance where like, he just finds the right targets in the middle of a fight. And then but then I also see him sash onto a Scylla after getting ulted and then just <laughs> dying for free. And I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very coin flippy. And I'm, I'm a little concerned about it going into worlds. But I mean, votes looking good. Nika, when he gets a, a, a strong god in lane, uh, is looking good. Dardes is looking pretty good. You know, the team is really playing around his god pool, I think, right now, which is really important because in, in my opinion, Dardes god pool uh is not the best compared to a lot of the mid laners uh right now in the league you know we see the Hera very very niche gods i would say the Hera though but the Hera looked good this week uh and so i'm 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 looking forward to seeing Dardez back on the world stage i think with this with this team in particular um so that was it for group stages uh moving on uh we saw this the other day uh we are recording on monday so we saw this just the other day uh, the the draft show where teams got to select who they were going against out of the group stages. Camelot Kings elected to first round pick the Highland Ravens. The uh, Atlantis Leviathans then got to pick their matchup against the Titans. J Dragons elected to take their matchup against the Oni Warriors. And the Bolts take their matchup against Hex Mambo because they're left over. We'll start from the top and go down. Uh, or do we want to discuss matchups, or do we want to do our predictions first? What do we What do we think?
2: Um, I I say we just we just go through predictions first, and okay. then we could talk like why we think like who wins each matchup.
0: Okay, let's uh <laughs> let's do that. Uh, who wants to start? Um, I'll
2: go. I've done mine in in MS Paint. Oh boy, that's talking. <laughs> this image is cursed. But um, so it's Kings Ravens first. Uh, I think Kings take that pretty
0: free. Um, uh, are we going through the first round is that what we're doing? Uh, yeah, let's do the first round. Uh, let's do a general the whole thing. Like, who do you think is going to win worlds? Uh, but also oh. try try to do how how many games you think each match is going to go?
2: Oh, OK. Kings beat Ravens 3-1 because they troll 2-1. Uh, it would be. Oh. It, so the oh, quarterfinals first are best of three, quarterfinals quarter. are best of five. OK, yes. sorry. because they troll. Uh, And then it's Mambo Bolts. I think Mambo win this. That's just, just, I don't believe in Bolts. Man, no one believes in the Bolts right now. Okay. Yeah, 2-1 Mambo. Dragons 2-0, the Warriors. Wow. And then Leviathan's 2-0, the Titans. Okay. Um, And then round two would be Kings Mambo. I think Kings 2-0. And then Dragons Levies. Um, I levies will probably win this but uh i'm a dragon stan so they're gonna win 2-0 uh, right, and then 3-0? it's 3-0 3-0 baby and then Dang. there'll be kings dragons in the finals and then dragons will win 3-2 wow
0: dragons yeah, for the my whole thing prediction. okay yeah Bray, what are your what are your world's predictions
1: honestly i'm not, i'm definitely gonna have some toss-ups in here i got kings 2-0 pretty simple Uh, Hex Mambo, 2-1, over the bolts, unfortunately. Um, I have dragons beating warriors, 2-0, and I have titans beating leviathans, 2-1. Wow. Um, We're going Mambo over kings, 2-1, and we're (laughs) going titans over Mambo over kings, 3-2. Titans over Dragons, 3-1. Wow. So we have Titans, Mambo, finals. And between there, you know what? Right now, my heart is telling me Mambo, 3-1.
0: I mean, with those matchups, I, I got to tell you, I'd I believe in Mambo, too. But
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, have, I have some predictions. I have some bold <laughs> predictions. They from- are
0: very bold predictions um i i guess i'll do mine uh, i don't i don't want to hear any more of that right <laughs> um i think camelot kings 2-1 i think unfortunately 2-1 hex mambo i i hate to say it i'm worried for bear and the boys though i will not be surprised if bear and the boys end up winning baskin versus uh versus uh deathwalker i think will be a matchup to behold jade versus oni warriors i think is a major toss-up i'm not gonna lie Uh, i think it really depends on what version of each team we get at worlds um i mean you look at jade dragons they have not performed in the last two world championships so i I don't know i'm kind of it's a bit of a toss-up for me but i am going to say 2-1 oni warriors but i think that one is a major toss-up for me leviathans i think that's the leviathans all day every day i don't think titans stand a chance against the leviathans i think it's too low leviathans that leaves kings versus hex mambo i think the kings will win that one out but i think those are going to be some of the biggest snooze fest games ever which is too bad because i really don't want kings to go to the finals because that will be the biggest snooze fest finals we will ever see oni warriors versus leviathans i think if only warriors beat the J dragons they will beat the leviathans just because that team is a momentum team and you can see it on like the players like nika was crying when he made it to worlds uh in that post game interview i I think this team is a team that rides off emotions if they beat the J dragons they will go to finals and then i don't know who's going to win finals in that matchup i'm not gonna lie but it's gonna be very boring games if kings are there because kings just play really slow and i don't know they just i just find they're very slow um I don't know if you guys have opinions on my takes but <laughs>
2: um yeah, I don't think every Kings game is slow. I do, I do think they have a lot of games that are <clears throat> where they just win uh, like handedly. Even if it's like a 25 minute or like 30 minute game, like they're like they're ahead the whole time and they're like fighting and stuff. But I do, I do think they they tend to have uh a slow games. think do will be it'll be a snooze fest though. I think it'll be fine. It depends I don't on the know. I, th- I think I uh, think the only thing we all have uh, the same as is, is
0: Mambo beating Bolt in the first round. What are our thoughts uh, on Bear and the boys? Because I have I have some thoughts. I'm gonna reserve some of my opinions, but I have some uh, thoughts. I haven't I haven't seen Good
2: Baskin play yet. Uh, I'll say it. He because like I guess maybe not. I mean, can he ever be as dominant as he used to be? Even like on splice. Asking like, he came in and he, like, played Jorm every game and just, like, like diffed every solo leader in the league. Like, I don't know. Like, we haven't seen anything to the level of that. Uh, which is, like, what I don't know. I would have liked to see from the GOAT. But, um, I think I don't know if he, like, shows up and, and like, just, like, plays out of his mind, like like he has, like, in the past. Then I, then I think the Bolts beat Mambo and, and could have a potentially, like, really good run.
1: I think that the Bolts have been playing a like they surprised me just with getting this number four spot. Uh I think that they have been playing just really well recently. I think they've been in form as a team. Um but there's an unfortunate freight train coming uh named <laughs> Hex Mambo and it is They are more in form. They have more now more recent competitive experience. Um, They have that atmosphere already stuck inside of their brains. So it is just a really, really unfortunate matchup for the bolts. I think there is a chance. I'm not saying that this is a 100% surefire game, but I I don't know. Hex Mambo is too good. Literally, the Kings coach said that they look like a top four SPL team, that this is not an SCC team.
0: What do we... Going down the list, do we think that this is our most contentious matchup? Do we think that this is the most coin flippy and that Bolts versus Hex Mambo is the most completely, coin flippy?
1: In my opinion. Completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the closest one.
0: Okay. So um, definitely... Definitely the one to watch probably on this Friday. That's for sure. Uh, Bolts versus Hex Mambo. Uh, we'll go up one and talk about the Kings versus uh, Ravens. We touched on it very briefly. The Twig versus uh, adapting matchup. You know, Energy versus Obey times. We think about that a lot um, from back in the day. What do we think of the Kings versus the Ravens? Do we think that the Ravens have a chance against the Kings who are just looking so good right now?
2: No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I mean I know
2: that's not that's not good content, but I don't think I think the Kings like Twig. I mean, has games where he doesn't play like super well, but like DMT, genetics. I'm I'll, blanking on, on player names right now, I'll, but I, tell, I, I'll, I'll tell, tell you what it, I can like see their faces. They're just all playing so well right now, and and they're they're better than most of the players on the Ravens. I'll, I do think they have a tendency to troll at events, which, which like. Which is why I think Ravens might take a game off them. Right. But I, I don't think they win this set. And and if it's a five game set, I don't think they lose to like Mambo or Bolts either. Because it just gives team time to, you know, adapt.
0: I'll tell you what, I think Yarkor is looking like one of the best ADCs in the league right now after just switching back to that role, which is very impressive and crazy to think about. Um, so I, I think he's looking good and with genetics as support i think that that dueling is probably going to be better than trixtank or that's not the Trickstank rockster then vaporish coast excuse me uh and i can't even remember their support off the top of my head because that's how much i pay attention kha'zix um it is not, yeah so i i don't know i i think that like the Kings just probably have better laners. I think adapting is going to be the driving force. If adapting can just run the game, I think they probably have a chance. I I think the solo lane might be a contention point too. I have not. I think variety is is, is consistent a lot of the time, but I also think variety kind of has these moments where I'm like, what are you doing? What is your thought process here? And I think that does leave the Kings a little vulnerable at times. Um, but if it's you know vintage variety that shows up at worlds i i think the the ravens stand no chance against the kings
1: yeah no like uh like Ape said earlier honestly i definitely could see like a 2-1 here like the kings just coming out first round and just trolling like the absolute heck out of a game just because it is a king's type of thing to do other than that like i just there's probably no way that the Kings lose this. They, they'll lose that one game. They'll have to get the Kings game out of the way. And then after that, it's just a Kings performance there on.
0: We'll move on to Jade versus Oni Warriors. I think this is also a very coin flippy game. It's a bit of a weighted coin compared to Bolts and, and Hex Mambo. But I, I think that this one has the potential talking point jade and oni warriors the warriors kind of come in a little a little shaky after their group stages but we haven't seen jade play in a hot minute and so i don't know i I think there's there's a potential upset to be had here by the oni warriors you guys can agree disagree (laughs) (laughs) completely
2: disagree dragons (laughs) are the best team that have ever graced the spl and would never lose to the warriors dang no i'm kidding i mean obviously there's a chance Neil gets another Mickey win over the boys, but...
0: A Mickey win?
2: I I, uh, I, I just don't see it. Um, I think the Warriors, they barely qualified two worlds, and I think a team like Dragons that, like, a lot of their wins come from just, like, good prep, I think will, like, just straight up beat the Warriors. um, As long as they, like, prep like they normally do.
1: I mean, I'm not saying that the Warriors are... Uh, a not good team, but the uh, considering the teams that they beat to get to this point of the championship, we're looking at Jabalba Storm, Eldritch Hounds, Highland Ravens. Those are teams that are nowhere even close to right. uh, SBL caliber. Right?
0: Uh, are you talking about the Warriors? Yes. Yeah. Jabalba Storm and the Scarabs is who they beat.
1: Oh, did I mess it up?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's totally fine. I think your point's still... Your uh, point is valid. The point is valid. The point is
2: is still valid. Yeah, The teams they beat are not... uh, They
1: have not had the practice that these uh, other... uh, Honestly, that Hex Mambo has had going through this tournament. And straight up, uh, I, I just think... I see Mambo. If Mambo can beat Warriors, I don't see Warriors going anywhere past these quarterfinals.
0: I would somewhat disagree, just because with with that last part in particular, just because Warriors have scrimmed the Dragons before. You know, they play against the Dragons more than they play against Mambo. I think Mambo sure. is kind of one of those teams that comes in and then just surprises you with their strategies and their picks, and then just like kind of win because of that. And you're like, oh, we haven't played against these guys. We don't really know what they're going to pick. We don't know what they're going to play, how they're going to play it. That's why I think the Deathwalker tier surprised Scarab so much back in the day. You know, it, at the midseason is he just kind of showed up and and they hadn't played against tier in a hot minute. And so tier just kind of destroyed them. And so when, when a team kind of comes in and the Warriors are a little more prepped for Jade Dragons, they kind of know how Jade is going to play a little more than Hex Mambo. I think Warriors do stand a higher chance than they would against a team like Hex Mambo uh, than against the Jade Dragons in particular. I, I don't know, I, I just think it's one of those, like, you know, it's world's time. You know, a lot of these players are crowd players. You know, Cuvo always pops off, Neil pops off when it's a big deal. Uh, you know, Dardes is, you know, calm, cool and collected as always, but he's gonna have his pop off moments. Vote always plays well in front of a crowd and always performs. Nika is always consistent in front of a crowd and performs. I I'm with the ape point where I think if Nika and as well as Cuvo can play well, we know Vote is going to play well. If those three players can like perform, uh, it it's gonna be it's gonna be coffins for Jade. At the same time though, I I don't know about what I think about Pagon on Jade Dragons. I think Pagon is one of those players that actually might play worse in front of a crowd leading into worlds because it's his first time. He's never played in front of a crowd uh before. He's young. I don't know. I, I just think he's one of those players that might get the land nerves going in.
1: Nonetheless, he has a really, really strong cast around him that has a lot of uh experience at worlds. Um I'm sure that there's definitely some experience sharing in there. I mean the names Panda Cat, fine, okay, Polar Bear Mike. Those are, not only are those experienced players, but those are players that are, probably have the best experience for a young player like that.
0: I'll agree. I also think I'm a, I'm a little worried about Scream going into Worlds. I'll also point that out. I think Scream is one of those players that can be very hot and cold, you know, depending on which, which Scream wants to show up on that day. Nah, he's done fucking around. Do you think <laughs> he's gonna- <laughs>
2: No, I mean, look how Scream performed Last Worlds. I mean, he, him and Stewart practically carried the Scarabs to being the fourth best team. Yeah, and uh, then I think...
0: Scream arguably throws the set by Humbots yeah. three to the wrong target after bouncing it off hey. of the Totem of Koo. And then just Humbots <laughs> all absolutely nothing.
2: I mean, Monkey Bounce does what Monkey Bounce do.
1: I mean this is debatably also like the strongest team that Scream has been on so far maybe since yeah. like Splice but even then this team a lot especially the three that I'm looking at on the side lanes just a really strong supporting cast for two guys that could be question mark Okay
0: I I I do think can we can we agree that there is a possibility that the Warriors take this set, absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no chance, uh, zero chance. Levi-
2: in my head, there's probably a chance, but in my heart, there's there's zero chance <laughs> that the Dragons lose. They three, they two zero and three zero, everyone
0: respectively. This okay, world. okay, because screams done fucking around. All right, all right, all right, all right. At last, Leviathans versus the Titans. I think that this set is Leviathan's all day, every day.
1: Bray, you, yeah, you, you, I, di- you disagree. <laughs> yes. There are so many things that... This Titans team... This is not just a regular game for the Titans. Okay? This is... We were supposed to have a 3P, and you stopped us from that 3P. <laughs> this is a leviathans team that is very good don't get me wrong but we know once it gets down to that two to two that last game scenario we now know that the gods can bleed being the leviathans we know that the titans this squad this paul this aurora this sino It entirely depends on if they show up. If they show up in their world Super Saiyan form, this is easy for Titans, but that is entirely up to that. I think personally, Paul is going to show up. I think Sino is going to show up, pull out the Erlang Shen, pull out these Warriors in the jungle. I think Aurora, all we need is Ares, baby, first pick (laughs) Aries every game. And. I, I don't know. I also see Stu. Stu is a guy that showed up last Worlds. I, I see. I just see something being activated within this Titans team that's really going to turn the demon on inside.
0: Well, across the way, the Leviathans, you know, same roster as last year, the defending world champs, except for one player, you know, Yarkor, the MVP out, and it's Haddix in the solo lane this time. And Haddix, I think, is really meshed into this roster quite well, all things considered. Uh, you know, I don't, we don't know exactly all the details of why Yarkor was kicked and dropped from the Leviathans, but Haddock's being brought in. Uh, and I, I think he's meshed well. He's played with this many of these ro- uh, players before. And uh, when it comes to Worlds timing, mean, Zatman's going to show up. You know, Zatman with that, not only the in-game, but the out-of-game. You know, the Worlds documentary gets released last year, and I I would be shocked if Zapman's value didn't go up as a player uh, and everyone's perspective of Zapman as a player uh, didn't go up after that, that world's documentary uh, of last year with their performance against the Kings and against the Titans in the finals, where it's not only the in-game presence, but the out of game presence of drafting and of how a team is going to play and how you have to play around them. And so I would be shocked, uh, if the Leviathans didn't beat the Titans, to be honest. I think that would be an upset. I think we could call that an upset because of how dominant the Leviathans have been and because they are the defending world champs of last year.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Question is that I'm going to ask you, do you see, do any of you see the Titans winning this game? No. Any chance?
0: I think they could take a game. I don't see them winning this set. I think this is two one leviathans.
2: Yeah, I also think it's like, I think it's like eighty twenty, leviathans. But, the, but I do see a world where, where titans win. I I just think like, they they all have to show up, you know, at, at the same time.
0: Can, can uh, we in the same can, games. can we agree that all of these sets we can see the other unfavored matchup winning that set? No, all yeah, matchups. all of them except bolts. Except bolts, <laughs> interesting. You don't. You don't... No, okay? Okay, have hang on. No, I would. No. I would argue anything. Everyone except maybe the Kings and the Ravens, but even that, yeah, I feel I, like has yeah, potential.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think all the matches could go either way. Um, I think like obviously there are people that are heavily favored. Um, but I think yeah, I, w- I would say that's a good analysis, and that they, they could all go either way depending on who, you know, shows up and plays well.
0: Agreed, and and that's. I mean, ultimately, people do do their predictions and people do. And this is what we do. We are doing our predictions of who we think is going to win. But when it comes down to it, it's going to be who shows up on the weekend and who plays the best Smite that weekend. I mean, we've seen miracle runs like SK Gaming and Pittsburgh Knights in season six and seven. We've seen just Splice kind of come in out of nowhere in season five and just win the whole thing uh, in what was an insane series uh, of games uh dominant performance out of energy back in season two and three uh and they just kind of take the competition uh season one dominant performances out of cog red um the leviathans just dominate in season in the last season and and now we're here for what we will crown as our ninth world champion Uh, and it's all about who shows up on this weekend the rest of the season doesn't matter it all comes down to this weekend uh, and so I think these are going to be some very good games and some very close games uh, all around. Especially that Friday, I think Friday is the day to watch. If I'm being honest, agreed. Um, and the finals. Well, and the finals. Everyone wants yeah. to watch the finals, but I, I always find like the the first day of competition where you see all the different teams together is always the most fun. Yeah, uh, it's going to be the most fun. We will see who has the potential to win um let's just kind of very quickly because we're probably running out of time it's close to an hour long now at this point but let's just very quickly talk about god picks uh who do we think we're gonna see prioritized and are there any sleeper picks that we could see
2: ishtar will have a hundred percent ban rate
0: a ban rate or pick 100% ban rate and pick rate, I would say.
2: Well, I would say ban rate, but I, I, a team will probably let it through and someone will pick it. So we'll, we'll say pick ban rate to be safe. But okay. I, don't, I don't think we'll... I don't think anyone wants to play against that god.
1: Um. <laughs> uh, I'm really interested to see two characters. Um, the Amaterasu, which okay. Deathwalker has used pretty uh, blatantly and pretty well. I would have to say, alongside of it, um, a character that has been sort of quietly coming back up. And uh, the Vulcan, which is a character who is very immobile but still pumps out a lot of damage. Uh, I'm interested to see which mid laners fall into the trap of picking Vulcan because, personally, I don't think that that character is going to have much success this world. Um, I think that teams are pretty used to it at this point and uh he's been i think he has like a 35% ban rate throughout the group stages yes so and he has very... a
0: very he, he had a 2-1 win loss he was picked 10% uh, out of all the mid picks uh and he had a 2-1 win loss ratio going in the group stages or in the group stages sorry
1: yeah, I'm interested to see which team's fall into the trap. I think that Vulcan is uh, going to be one of those trap gods that's going to get ran down pretty easily.
0: Okay, interesting. Um, I'll just really quickly touch on some big ADC gamer. I'm also excited to see the Amaterasu solo, but uh, I'm excited to see Rama. You know, we've been seeing a lot of Cern Ishtar for a long time, and... Mm -hmm. you know we will probably see a lot of uh pick bands on those two adcs in particular but i think once it comes down to it i think because of the style of compositions we've been seeing rama's uh priority has shot up a lot uh with the way his ultimate works with those snipes he's able to do damage from a good long range and so i think his priority recently has gone up uh, exponentially uh, which is a little surprising because he's kind of been under the radar for a long time and Suddenly he's just kind of shut up in this group stage. So we'll kind of see uh if that god can can really perform at this world. Uh I, I don't think that there are many sleeper picks uh in particular. We might see something crazy in like mid. You know, we see a lot of random assassin picks, you know, Pele mid every once in a while. Um so I, I think mid has the potential to be a weird pick. Uh outside of that, I can't I can't think of many odd odd like anubis mid picks or something like that to be honest i don't know if you guys have any any crazy ideas of what someone's cooking up in the background
1: um back a posh mid for worlds (laughs) (laughs) that's all i need
2: yeah that would be funny but will do it and lose to mambo Um, (laughs) oh no uh what was i gonna say oh athena was a god that i don't think we saw a lot of in the regular season like towards the end but then at this uh these like play into worlds we we saw like a lot of athena so i I don't know if I don't know who's right. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah. oh, these guys have a good grasp on like if Athena is like like re- really good in support or not, or if like we go to worlds and we don't see her at all, or we see her get like like dumped dumpstered on. Oh, um, so th- I think I think Athena's a good pick to like look at to see if like that's
0: a good god or not. I'll throw another one out there. Terra. We've been seeing a lot more Terra performance lately, uh, in support, and it's only a one a one to six win win loss ratio. So I'm not really sure what to think of that god. Really, right now, we'll see if she kind of comes out at Worlds as well. But we've been seeing a lot more Terra recently. and I'm just kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, Very surprising as of late. Uh, But I think Maui will be a big talking point at Worlds. Um, You know, Bologna and Ama are two gods that have risen in play. Uh, I think the Thor will probably see more play at Worlds. We haven't seen much of him lately, uh, except on players like Adapting. But I think we'll probably see standout performance if someone decides to pick him up uh and yeah i can't think of much else to talk about in terms of that just like that we're done kind of um we're going to just quickly talk about weekly agl announcements uh there's no uh no weekend tournaments this week because of worlds is happening Uh, but in the future we will be talking about those very quickly uh and just mentioning those Uh, i had the date for this one second uh, AGL signups for season 10. They close February 10th at 11 59 p.m. ES Eastern Standard Time. So if you have a team, if you have a roster you're building, uh, get your sign, your signups in because, uh, you know, they're going to go fast and February is going to be here sooner rather than later. And yeah. But yeah, so be ready for that. Uh, signups close then. Uh, I've been Spirited Book. Joined here by Braggie G, the Divine Ape. This has been our first episode, and thanks for listening, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> if you guys want to say anything, by all means.
2: Yeah, have a good uh, evening or morning, depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> have a good rest Let's of your
1: go day. go, Titans! <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, and yeah, have fun at Worlds. Have fun if you're going to Atlanta, if you're watching from home. Uh, have lots of fun. Get your jerseys on. Uh, I know Ape and I, for sure, Bragi I don't know if you'll be joining us, uh, are going to be watching Worlds uh, in a group scenario, I think. We, I think we have our, lo- our own little watch party set up that we're going to be watching. Uh, and yeah, take care, everyone.